Welcome to the Circular Economy Show podcast, published by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. My name is Finn. I'm part of the team here at the Foundation, and I'm your host for this series. We're providing you with weekly digestible information on the topic of regenerative within a circular economy. In our first two episodes, we've heard from Kate Rayworth, author of Donut Economics, and Michael Paulin, an author and architect with first-hand experience of delivering designs inspired by nature. In this episode, we start to consider what this looks like at scale with Biomimicry 3.8's Project Positive. Let's hear from Nicole Miller from Biomimicry 3.8 to learn more. So we've been doing this work for a while, as you said, and we've been piloting, and we've been looking at those deep patterns of all of our pilots. And what we found out of those deep patterns is that the first thing is we have a quantifiable and a defensible approach to positive. Everybody is talking about positive, but what does it mean? And so in this way, we can say, well, positive means you're performing like nature because ultimately nature is our only model of what it means to be regenerative. It is the only successful model that exists. So if we can say this is where we're at, this is where we need to be, this is the process we're going for, this is how much we're gonna move in year one, year two, year three, then we have something that gives it definition and isn't like a nice thing to do or a side project, right? So that is like key to this work, one of the keys. The other thing is that it's locally relevant. So we're not creating one strategy that a company is like plopping down everywhere, right? It's like, it's that first step is what, what matters to place and why. And then the other thing that we knew is important, particularly for corporations, is it has to scale. It has to be something that companies can effectively scale. And it can't be like another shiny object. It can't be another framework. It can't, like there's already plenty of those. And so how do we make it fit in? How can it be a programmatic approach to what the companies are already doing and really build those crosswalks to those key imperative strategies that are already in place? And then, the other thing, as, as COVID and, and planet health and people health became so obviously intertwined, um, that became something also really obvious that suddenly emerged as like, we really care about this. And so we were really able to kind of talk about how that um, was in service to that. And then becoming a welcome neighbor, so many companies, you know, as Janine said earlier, from NIMBY to PIMBY, to go into a community, particularly if you're a factory or a data center or um, you know, a, a large entity, right? So many people don't want you in their backyard. But what does it look like to be a welcome neighbor? And how does that actually help you improve your permitting process or getting people to come work for you? That that could be a key factor. And then one of the things that we learned you know, right out of the gate is that people were excited about this work. The employees within the company they could see it. Because oftentimes when you talk about sustainability, you're talking about things that nobody sees. And it, it doesn't, you have, you have nothing that you can see. Interface, when they first started integrating things, it became, it became changes at the facilities that people could see, they could touch, they experience, and it became more real to them. It wasn't just you know, an, an HVAC system that was being changed. It was something that they could actually have a relationship with. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please do subscribe to the Circular Economy Show podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll speak to you next time.